Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast, where we focus on how authors found success, looking at strategies that have taken them to the top of the bestseller charts, as well as what they've learned from their mistakes. Because being an indie author is more than knowing the latest marketing trend. It's about being innovative and creative and learning from your mistakes. Welcome to Wish I'd Known Then podcast. I'm Sarah Rosette. And I'm Jamie Albright. And this week on the show, we're going to talk to Sarah about her very successful Kickstarter. (laughs) Yes, the second one. So this will be like lessons learned from doing it two times and what you can, how I modified things and stuff like that. So yes, I was very, very happy with the way it went. Yeah. You guys can, can be me because I always let Sarah do things first and then she tells me (laughs) what's good and what's not good. Was, and yeah. Do. And I would definitely recommend Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. She does recommend it a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll anything, get to that in a minute. Yeah. yeah. Anything going on with you this week? Uh, well, I'm out of town. I'm in the mountains, mm-hmm. took a little break mm-hmm. and I have been doing a lot of uh, no hiking this time, just mm-hmm. walking around little villages, shopping and eating. That's basically it. But we did see elk yesterday, which was very oh, cool. Fun. It was like, we went to Estes Park. It's not that uh-huh. far from yeah. where we were. And mm-hmm. and they just like roam around the town. They're oh, just pebbling on grass and like in the little, in the median, like where you turn into the town. I was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that's like the, all, all the excitement we've had. It's been pretty, pretty quiet. And I've been in the background, I've been doing some of this stuff to get ready for, uh, the fulfillment for the Kickstarter. Okay. That's pretty okay. easy to do on the we'll side. Yeah. 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 What about you? Um, not much. Um, I've been, and my daughter's helping with the kids. She's, um, her husband's out of town. And so, um, I've, I've done work. I've just not written a whole lot, you know, it, mm-hmm. to do it kind of in the creases of the day because yes. when there are five kids around, um, <laughs> Four I'm just impressed you're getting, yeah, exactly. I, I'm impressed you're getting anything done. I yeah. mean, that's amazing. So um, they're at gymnastics right now. That's why I'm able okay. to get <laughs> record this podcast done. And that's great because, I mean, they're fun. And I have played, oh, I don't even know how many, uh, in the double digits of the matching game. That oh is my their goodness. favorite game. And I have played mm-hmm. it. And they have beat me multiple, multiple times. Uh, not that I'm <laughs> letting them win, which is sad. But uh, anyway, that's, that's, oh, that's great. That's though. what I've been doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, we have new supporters, don't we? We do. Yes, yeah. we do. Uh, Emily North, and she uh, chose the books. And Bella, and she chose the heart. And we just thank you guys so much. We are so appreciative of your support and you listening to the show and monetarily supporting us. We we just can't thank you enough. Yes. And we're just so thankful for the people who are sticking with us. And just, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, we really do. We do. I mean, you know, three years is a long time. Three and a half years, mm-hmm. long time to have a podcast. And we, uh, we just appreciate you guys coming mm-hmm. on and, uh, talking to, I mean, not coming on, but listening to us. Mm. And, <laughs> uh, we just really can't thank you enough. So, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're glad for every supporter we have and yeah, we we're are. just very thankful. Yeah. So. Yep. Do you have anything else? No, I think that's about, about it. Before we jump into Kickstarter? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Okay, let's do it. 
Okay, so I made some notes and kind of broke it out about yeah. like things that I had learned. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things people have a lot of questions with is the launching and the planning. And that it does take a lot of time, mm-hmm. but it was not as time consuming this time as it was last time because I kind of knew what I needed to do. And so it didn't yeah. take maybe quite as long, but it still took a long time like to do the images and mm-hmm. kind of plan the page. But I had a template from the last one. So yeah. I sort of just took that one and copied it and just redid everything with the new book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was still worried. I was still very uh, nervous about it. And right. uh, we had Joanna Penn on the podcast when her podcast, her uh, Kickstarter was launching her first one. Right. And she talked about how scared she was. Yeah. And I was scared too, a whole lot the first time yeah is and more nervous this time but still right. that fear was still there and i think there's just something about you're putting something out in the world that's got the cost and you know mm-hmm. people can see you if it's successful or not and that's that's pressure you know right right it um, is pressure it is pressure because you know we all have egos and uh even though sarah's doesn't seem like she did. She did. <laughs> well, I want it to do well. So, I mean, she's a maniac. I can't stand, I can't be in the red. Let's let the so truth big. out. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. You, you want, you want what you do to be successful and yeah. you don't want to look silly and you don't want to have wasted your time. Yeah. Uh, but talk to me a minute about the launching and planning. So like you said images, like is that just like one page or, I mean, do you have to well, come up with multiple days worth of things like that? Oh, well, like you just have to do the images for your page. Like you mm-hmm. have, they call it a story and it's basically okay. a sales page. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've went through uh, Russell and Monica's class, yes, the mm-hmm. get your book selling on Kickstarter and their course. And now that's moved into the author ecosystem. Yeah. So if you're interested in that, you can find it there, but like they show you how to lay out the page and they're, um, proponents of like a long sales page where you have all the information, like you address everything people could question or want to know. Oh, really? So you have yeah. to have some images mm-hmm. in there to kind of break up the text. Yeah. And yeah. then um, Kickstarter has changed their format. And mm-hmm. um, now used to, you could have a reward and it was all text. And uh-huh. now you have, you can put an image in there that shows your reward. So people oh. can look down the side at a glance and go, Oh, I want the, audiobook and the ebook and I'll pick this mm-hmm. one or whatever. Yeah. yeah but that's yeah. still like if you have 10, 15 rewards, that's 10 or 15 new images you right. have to create. Right. And I, I had that down a little bit later that we would talk about that, but let's just talk about it now because oh, okay. that's um it's time consuming to create those. Mm-hmm. And then you have to think about like how they look. You want them to look pretty and you want them to have a theme. You know, like if your book is dark mm-hmm. and scary. You want your images mm-hmm. to kind of convey mm-hmm. that darkness and my book's mm-hmm. not. So I tried to find images that were like light and have bright. Mm-hmm. And I used book brush and just went in and created one image because they have certain size requirements. Right. And I just created everything that same size, but I used a lot of their, um, I forgot what they're called. You go in and you can create the, uh, like they have the template and they can add your book to it. It's like the image that's mm-hmm. Like it looks like it's laying on a table or something like that. Right, right, so I right. use those and that helped a lot. But then I tried to have um, some of them that were, I couldn't convey in pictures. Like some of them I had like an audiobook and an ebook, and I put those together in the picture mm-hmm. that would go over the reward. But then some of them were like a bunch of things bundled together and I couldn't, you know, that would be too many things in like a little tiny space. So I just used a font mm-hmm. and wrote that like 
uh, paperback times five, like for the uh, book club mm-hmm. tier. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like I made sure that that font was purple and it looked good with the book cover, which was blue. So mm-hmm. I kind of had like blue and purple tones for the whole. Right. right. So you kind of have to think about all that and mm-hmm. that takes some time to figure out. And I'm not very good at graphics, but it, because I could use like book brush and Canva, mm-hmm. it went a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> a lot smoother. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm just kind of asking you questions like, yeah, people, go ahead. like somebody that's not ever yeah. seen a Kickstarter, you know, or hasn't really investigated too thoroughly. So yeah. that's why I asked that question. Yeah. Um, and so the planning, like how far out did you start planning? I probably should have started sooner. I have a tendency to do one project, c- cut it off, and then I start another one. Yeah. And I think I did this one for about, it was probably about three to four weeks getting ready. But oh. I was doing like other small things, but mm-hmm. that was like my main focus. Yeah. You kind of have to warm up your audience mm-hmm. and let them know what it is. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be like, from one week to the next, Hey, I'm doing a Kickstarter, um, next week. You kind of want to stair step into it. And so speaking of like timing of planning Mm -hmm. and stuff, what you say to avoid holidays and end of the weekday. Yeah. Yeah. When you, cause you want to think about like when you're going to start and when you're going to end. So you have, there's so many decisions you have to make. You can't get decision fatigue with doing this because like you, you have to decide how many days your campaign is going to run. And then I tried to place it where it was, none of it would fall over a holiday weekend. And mine Mm -hmm. was like, it started um, in the, like I wanted it to end either before or after Labor Day. So Mm -hmm. you kind of have to, because people are on holiday and, you know, so I I timed mine so that it wouldn't end, it wouldn't fall on a holiday. And I wanted it to end on a weekday evening because you can set it to end at a certain time. Uh busy on the weekends and uh-huh. I just figured more people be in their routine, you know, on a Tuesday instead right. of like a Saturday. So you, because there is like a boost at the end, Kickstarter emails, all the people who have said, you know, let me know about this campaign. They email them again at the end of the campaign. So uh-huh. it would be sad. Like if they were out of town, you know, Saturday and Sunday and it ended on Sunday night and then I got the email on Monday morning. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I did mine for two weeks this time instead mm-hmm. of 17 days. So, yeah, I figured that was more manageable for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, and then and what else did you have to do in the launching and planning stage? Well, one thing that really helped me last time was I recruited authors to give away a bonus book. And so like if people signed up during the first week, they got uh, a set of books. And then if they signed up in the second week, they got a different set of books, but the people who signed up the first week got all the books. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the people who signed up the first week would get the first and second week books. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, so, but that took some time. And um, I, I learned last time that you pretty much, or for me, I pretty much had to contact authors individually, yeah. tell them what I was doing and explain it. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of the, a lot of my like mystery authors, They've heard of Kickstarter, but they haven't done one. And so there's a lot of explanation. And Mm -hmm. I think if you're in a different genre that people are more familiar with it Mm -hmm. and they know what like the bonus incentives or backer perks are, they might be like, sure, you know, they know. But there was a lot of like contacting, tracking people down and figuring out, you know, how to do it. Um, Book Vault 
to uh, distribute them. So okay. like when the campaigns, but yeah, so there's a lot of that, um, that took some time. And then I did do a couple of emails to my list, you know, mm-hmm. letting them know about it, letting them know they could follow the page and mm-hmm. sign up for, um, to be notified when it went live. Okay. So yeah, that's kind of most of the preliminary. And then of okay. course you have, like you have to figure out what your rewards are. And that right. was easy for me this time because mm-hmm. I had made a lot of those decisions last time and I knew what right. it was. Right. Yeah. So. Well, um, I have a question then about the bonus books. Mm-hmm. Do you purchase those? No, authors are donating them for okay. free. So like if you have a first and series free, that works mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. And um, they're, you know, and I let the authors know up front that basically it's um, it's promotion for them because yeah. I told them, you know, it those books, I have a little thing on the story campaign page that I I left up there and it will stay up there forever. So those books will always be there. And I mentioned them in my updates and Mm -hmm. also in my newsletter uh, Mm -hmm. to my list. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm kind of promoting them and highlighting them. And then hopefully they're going to gain new readers. Yeah. Yeah. And then like if they do Kickstarter Uh in the future, I'm happy to, you know, provide a book for them. Yeah. 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 And how many... How many authors did you recruit? I had, let's see, I had four books going out the first week. Uh-huh. And I think three books the second week. One author um, donated two books, like oh, wow. two books out, um, just because of the way her series was set up. Uh-huh. So, and I had more than that last time. And I thought, you know, I think we're fine if we cut that back just a little bit. Yeah. So I only, because like last time I had books for, Weeks one, two, and three, because the third oh, week yeah. is longer. So this mm-hmm. time I just did one this is your week one bonus, and this is week two bonuses, and that's it. And I call did them bonuses have, instead uh-huh. of perks because I think a lot of people don't know what backer perks are. Yeah. Did you uh, did you have more the first week than you did the second week? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, and the yeah, I think so. I have. I'm still waiting for Kickstarter to like pull all the numbers together to get the final counts. But yeah, I had a lot of interest that first week, which was really good. I'm sorry. I I wasn't clear. Did you have more, did you give away more author book uh, bonus books the first week? Yes. Yeah. Like like meaning, did you give away four the first week and two the second week? Yeah. 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 And then, so the, in those books, they won't actually go out until I deliver all the rewards. Uh And so, they haven't gone out yet, but they will when okay. I deliver all the digital stuff. Okay. Just to okay. keep it simple. Because I thought if I start sending stuff out now, I'm going to go crazy. I need to do but it those all Those are digital once. books, right? Yeah. 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 Just through book funnel. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Like we normally do it. Yeah. See, it's not that, I mean, it's a lot of stuff and we're going to talk about how you kept track of everything, but really it's not, I mean, the fulfillment part is just your stuff, right? Yes. And, um, and, it, and the way you set up your campaign is, can make it more complicated or more simple, you know? So, like, if you only have digital rewards, it's going to be so easy to fulfill compared to somebody who has lots of uh, different, like, if you have, like, if you have three books, the, mm-hmm. your campaign is three books, yeah. and you have paperback and hardcover versions and, like, large print and all that, that's more complicated, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I would say like there's a ton into up front, 
And then like, you kind of have to shift gears for the fulfillment. And I feel like that's where you make people happy. Like they're excited in the beginning to be part of it. But Uh then if you don't give them the rewards, like if you don't keep them informed and let them know what's going on and then you view, Mm -hmm. like if they paid a lot of money for a hardcover and they, and it arrives and they don't feel like it's a special thing, they may be a little disappointed, I think. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm going to put extra time and money into packaging and just making it feel special, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. I love that. that. So there will be more time on the, the fulfillment. I, I have, uh yeah, I have a simple, like, I want to make, I want things to be simple, but I tend to create things complicate in a complicated way. So that could I feel be like issue. I've been seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> that could be an called issue. out. <laughs> so how do you keep track of everything? Okay. So um, I use a Google Doc and I put everything there. I have, And I copied. Like once I had my final version of the story page, I just copied that and pasted it in there so I'd have it later. And I did right. the same thing for the reward tiers, my email drafts, my Kickstarter updates. I just put everything in there so I'll have it later and it's all mm-hmm. in one place because that helps me instead of having to go to different places. Mm-hmm. And before I did that, I had a Google spreadsheet with the budget and I had the tiers and how much they cost and how much it was going to cost me to fulfill it. And that's right. some of the preliminary work you have to do. You have to figure right. out you know, how much it's going to cost to get it printed, mailed to you if you're signing everything, and then how much it's going to cost you to mail it again Right. to your supporters, you know, for the physical things. Mm-hmm. And um, then I had a folder in Dropbox for all the images. Mm-hmm. And then I broke it out, you know, like I had like a folder for reward images, art and sketches, the right. map, the book mm-hmm. cover, you know, just everything that was going to be part of the Kickstarter I put in there so I could find it later. And I did do some character sketches. Mm-hmm. I had an artist do character sketches for me and I had a map done so those are like extra things that I just kind of did along when I was working on other projects. I was like, okay, I know I'm going to do character sketches for the next book. So I found somebody and, you know, all those take time. So I would definitely right. not leave that stuff until like the month before. Right. I would work on that a little bit further out. Okay. And yeah. uh, you found your artist, you said uh, before on the podcast through mm-hmm. Instagram, correct? Uh, I think, you know, he was on Twitter. Twitter. And I did not know that there are these hashtags that people use on Twitter for different types of art. And so Mm -hmm. I was just searching hashtags for like flapper art and 1920s -hmm. art and stuff like that. And um, lots of Miss Fisher uh, fan art out there. Mm -hmm. And um, but anyway, I found him that way. He he's a cartoonist. He does his own graphic novels and he's done a couple of Kickstarters himself. But he has that historical 1920s vibe. And so Mm -hmm. I contacted him and he was happy to do it. And. Yeah, it was great. And so like one of the things I did during the campaign was I asked him to answer two questions for me. And then I put that in one of my updates to the Kickstarter people saying, hey, here's the artist a little bit more because I want to talk about things other than myself. (laughs) You know, I was like, let's talk to Dan, interview him for like a short little paragraph and highlight what he's doing. And I think that makes people more interested in the whole thing. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's so smart. Um, Okay, so what do you wish you'd known the first time you did a Kickstarter and what did you do differently this time? Um, 
I well, I do remember last time I really wished I'd known how much time it was going to take to do yeah. the story page and especially all the images. Mm-hmm. And I tried a whole bunch of different types of rewards last time. And so this time mm-hmm. I've kind of pared them down. Um, I got rid yeah. of the, I had an online book club. People could sign up like that. We would get together after the campaign and talk about the book. And uh-huh. that really just didn't resonate with my people. They were just not that interested in that. Um, right. um, for the higher tier, I added a physical uh, puzzle, like a wooden puzzle with the nice. cover. And mm-hmm. it's very cool looking. And so I just decided to try that this time. For I think for authors, it's harder to come up with those higher tier rewards. Right. And I'm not, some authors love like getting together with their readers and, you know, like they want to have an end of campaign party. Right. And for me, that stresses me out because like, yeah. I don't, it just stresses me out. So it's like, okay, I'm not going to do anything like that this time. Um, even though I would have a great time when I did it, it's like the, Mm-hmm. Uh, anxiety, I guess, of yep. knowing that I'm in charge of it and I have to plan it and run it just kind of stresses me out. So, yep. um, so I didn't do anything like that this time. And then I did the shorter uh, timeline, 14 days instead of 17. And that right. was, that was fine. I think, you know, if you do set, they say the longer the campaign is, mm-hmm. the more successful it usually is. Yeah. But I think you have to figure out what works for you. And, um, that's a long, like 17, you can do it up to like, I think 45 days or something. That's a long mm-hmm. time to try and maintain interest and excitement. Right. So, yeah. oh, and, and, I yeah. add, and I added a paperback version this time, which I didn't have before because okay. the first one was a special edition that already had a paperback out. Huh. And I was trying to keep it as simple as possible for the right. rewards. So this time I had a, a paperback version and a hardcover version. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so you'll have to wow, well, you'll have to fulfill both those. That's that's mm-hmm. I may I may be recruited to come to your house to <laughs> tell me back. <laughs> boxes, yeah. Yeah. So uh, sign me up. Um yeah. and but didn't I hear you say that for your stretch goal of twenty thousand dollars you were gonna do a game or something? Yes, I added that at the end. And that was something that the last time I didn't think about stretch goals at all. Yeah. And this time I had a, a plan, but I think he, like you modify stuff as you go in the campaign. Yeah, sure. And so this time it was doing great. And I was like, well, I'll just hold off and I'll announce the new one on Monday. And then like the last Monday and I was like, oh, we're some of the things that I was going to do. I, I ended up changing things basically. But yeah, I'm doing the game. And mm-hmm. that's been a learning curve, let me tell you. I've never done a murder mystery party game. But I think it's, mm-hmm. I've been working on that uh, while traveling. And it's coming together. It's almost done. Okay. So, Good. Um, yeah. yeah. So people were excited about that. Uh, yeah, I bet they were. I bet they were. I, I will tell you one of my, the worst experiences of my life, though, is playing <laughs> a game that my grandson made up. Um oh. There's no end to it, and oh, no, yes, and there's no way to tell if you're winning. So I hope it's better than that one. Okay, well, this one will definitely have an end. I'm yes. all that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Of course, he's four, it. so you know, yeah, there could be, yeah. There could be a, yeah. a difference there. Yeah. yeah. Um. So <laughs> what would what did you repeat this time that uh, that I did last time that you did last time? Yeah. What yeah. worked? Um. I did a long pre-launch and 
once you launch, there's certain things you don't have access to. And I cannot remember what the total count was, mm-hmm. but I think last time it was at least 150, maybe 180. And I had at least that many this time, possibly 200. But since I didn't write it down, yeah. I'm not sure. But like if you can get like 100 to 150 followers, it's going to help a lot just because yeah. there's more interest. And if you have all those followers, mm-hmm. Kickstarter emails them when you're um, – project goes live and then if they go to it then it generates traffic and and if people back right away it really just helps so yeah I did the I would say get you have to go in and create your story page like you put in the basics of everything Mm -hmm. in Kickstarter and then you can get it approved even Mm -hmm. though it's not finalized according to what you want to do but like you have to have all the you have to have a draft in for your story Mm -hmm. and your tiers and all that then you can get it approved and then you can start sending out the link to get people to follow you there. And Mm -hmm. that's been, that was a big help. So Mm -hmm. I would definitely do that again. And the same thing, I did the same thing last time as I just did one book. Like I did the hardcover and paperback versions of Mm -hmm. one book. Mm -hmm. And I did that last time. And there are some people that they'll do a trilogy Mm -hmm. um, or they'll do like two books. And I just can't do that. It's just too much. For me, yeah. like even when I'm a backer and I go look at somebody's page mm-hmm. and they've got the options, you know, do you want book one, book one, two, one, two, and three? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I just can't. It's just mm-hmm. too much for me right now. So yeah. Yeah. I definitely stuck with one book. Right. Well, I have a question because I've never done, I've never signed up for a pre, pre-launch page of okay. anybody backed. I've just gone in and backed Yeah. Um, but so what I want to know is if someone signs up for a pre-launch page, like your people are, you know, your readers are older, mine are too. And I mean, is Kickstarter, is it pretty user-friendly? Like when they're, when they're sending the emails out to them, do they help? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, they don't like, they have plenty of customer service, like, um, help pages. Right. Um, so but basically the notification, like sign up to notify me, it's just, it's like a, like you're signing up at any website. Right. Sure. They, don't, they don't, I'm trying to remember if they collect um, yeah. credit card information. I can't remember because it's been so long since uh-huh. I signed up, but it's pretty, you know, like if they're used to doing online yeah. uh, stuff, yeah. it should be fine. And then when they sign up for the reward, it doesn't collect their pledge until the campaign actually closes in funds. So that was another thing I told yeah. everybody. I was like, you can back this if you, and you can change your mind. You can change mm-hmm. tier levels and all that. And I didn't have a whole lot of customer service questions. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's so, fairly, I don't think it's too difficult. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't find it difficult to, you know, yeah. support and back. I just didn't yeah. know what yeah. your experience was with yeah. your older audience. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. Um, and so Kickstarters made some changes. Yeah. We talked about uh, one of those was that you can add the images yeah. to your um, rewards. And I think you really need that now. Cause I think people look for that now. I don't think you have to do that, but I think it's a good idea. And right. then um, now they have this great uh, beta dashboard. And like when you go in, it tells you it's so detailed. It tells you like, how many people backed by the hour and oh wow yeah and like you can do um like you can send out links referral links that'll show like you can track where the clicks came from so like Mm -hmm. i i did one for every newsletter i did so i could see which ones were most effective and i did one for my social media which 
that was not that effective. I'll just tell you that right now. It was like, I'm not super active on social media. So I'm not surprised at that. You know, most of my backers came from like my newsletter and your newsletter. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and Kickstarter, Kickstarter referred a lot of people. Um, so yeah. So, um, but anyway, this dashboard that they have, that's so good and detailed. It goes away after your project closes. And I went in Uh-oh. later to download it and it's gone. So, mm-hmm. so you only have access to it. So if you do one, go in and download all your data before the project closes. Yeah. I wish I'd known that. Yeah. Um, and then, and now like my campaign, I didn't have to do this, but I think the 20, like the end of the month, um, the end of August, they changed their requirements for AI and they just want, there's, they, their statement is they just want transparency. So that if somebody backs your campaign, they want backers to know whether or not you used AI. So now you have to state how you used AI within the campaign within your project. And, you know, I don't really know what that is because I haven't gone through, like I haven't set up a project now that they're asking for that. So that's a different change and something that you just need to be aware of that you're going to have to answer that question and figure out how you're going to, I think it's going to be really hard to describe how you used AI because did you use AI in creating the images like in Canva. I mean, do we need to declare that? I don't yeah, know. I mean that's a, well, that's a question. Yeah, that's a that's a question kind of across the board right now. Yeah. Yes, with everything. Yeah, yeah, with fact, everything. In fact, I went in yesterday to update a pre order, and now mm-hmm. they have a question in. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. About yeah. they just are collecting information right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I, mine, went, my answer was no because it was an older book. I haven't done anything AI related with it. But I was like, hmm, right, right. I don't know. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Wow. So. Well, anything else we need to know, you think, about Kickstarter? Um, I think that's that's like the main things that I took away this time. Yeah. Um, it had, I mean, the main thing is you want to get everything where it looks good. And then mm-hmm. you want to get your people excited about it. Mm-hmm. And then after it's over, and then you want to maintain the enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And then after it's over, you want to fulfill and make sure it's a good experience. Oh, right. and one other thing I did differently this time is I had the letters last time that people were so excited about the printed letters that are mailed. Yes. yes. And I learned things with that about how to do that better. And one thing that was really confusing to people was that the letters would go out and the mail delivery, some of them would arrive if like letter two would arrive before letter one. And oh. so then they open it and be like, what? This doesn't make sense. So I did a whole little post in, in my Kickstarter updates and on my newsletter about what's going to be different. And like the envelopes are going to be numbered and the letters are going to be color coded. So like letter one is like say blue and letter two yeah. green. And so that way you can tell right away because people were getting them mixed up. They didn't know which yeah they were all black and white last time and I didn't number them because I thought that they would deliver on time and it would be obvious, but you know, so I think if something like that happens, then Mm -hmm. if you do it again, you need to say, okay, this is what I'm doing to make it better. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, um, and then fulfillment, like how long do you tell them it's going to take you to fulfill things? Okay. So this is Claire Taylor's tip. She's Mm -hmm. like, give yourself plenty of time to fulfill. And then okay. if you fulfill early, 
it's great, you know. Um, and I did, I said I would deliver the digital rewards in September, which I think is going to be fine. And then the physical book in October. So any, like, anything physical should go out yeah. in October. Okay. And I think that's going to work fine. But yeah. I could have, I could have extended both of those by a month. Do you know what I mean? Like I could have yeah. done two months for digital and three months for physical. Yeah. But I was, tr- I want to get everything out. Before. You want it off your plate. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I want to finish it off. <laughs> but there are certain things that, you know, you can't control, like shipping it, control. Yeah. And if you promise a print book in like three weeks, I think that's really, really cutting it close because you have to wait. It takes Kickstarter about two weeks to um, collect all the rewards and send the money mm-hmm. to you. And then you, after you do that, then you have a final count of what you really need. So you don't really want to start fulfilling stuff until you have that. So that's two yeah. weeks there yeah. that you're waiting, you know. So yeah. if you say fulfill in four weeks, that's kind of a short time. And awesome. I've learned stuff. I'm sure our listeners have learned stuff. Um, I will say that if you have question, more questions about this, uh, we'll, we'll – um, We'll put something in the uh, Facebook group. And then if we do another episode on Kickstarter, we'll try to answer your questions or we'll answer them in the uh, uh, the group. We'll answer them in the group. I'm signing Sarah up for something (laughs) as I do. So, uh, well, if we have a ton of questions, then we can do another episode on it. Yeah, exactly. If we just have one or two, yeah. Yeah. I'll just answer them in the group. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. So, are you thinking of doing a Kickstarter still? I am still thinking, but then you just made me. Kind of <laughs> Did I stress you out? <laughs> on the on the only doing one book because if I was going to oh. do it, I would do the four books in my bride series. But you were thinking of doing a a slipcase or something like yeah, that. Yeah, a slipcase. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. if you only have that as the option that they're yeah. just getting the slipcase, then that's only one option for you to fulfill. The thing that stresses me out was like, if you need four copies of book one and yeah. two copies of book two, and one, but if you have it as a set, that might be one way to do that. Right. But then I would have, yeah. I and then know. you could do your digital rewards. They, those could be, you know, they could get one book or three books or four yeah. books or whatever. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Maybe I could do that. Yeah. We could talk offline. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We'll brainstorm. Yeah, no, I, I am probably after the first year. I mean, that's just oh, cool. kind of when I'm thinking about it because, you know, I can't do anything before then. Um, yeah. I mean, because we're running into holidays and. And you don't, and that was another thing. You don't want to do a Kickstarter after about, I would say probably October because mm-hmm. a lot of people use a Kickstarter or the, they're like, oh, I'll get this and give it as a gift. Or if that's even a thought. Yeah, you don't you don't want to be running one in November because yeah. it's going to be really hard to fulfill it before Christmas. So well, and then also you have, yeah, and then you also have issues with shipping and I mean yes, you know it's holiday expensive. shipping and stuff like that. I would think yeah. that would be an issue. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> pardon me. Um, so yeah, this has been great. Thank you for answering all our questions and mm, thank you for interviewing me. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, you can find us at our website. Um, and Sarah's going to tell you what that is because I never can remember. Wish I'd done then. Because it's wish I'd done then for writers.com. Writers. Wish I'd done then for writers. Yeah. And uh, we did get an email on our uh, oh, good. new email. So that's on our web. Is that on the website now? 
I think it I is. I don't think it is. We'll I think it. I've been a little distracted. Okay. We'll try and well, get that on there. If we should have known for writers at gmail.com. There we go. <laughs> Y'all, I'm so sorry. Uh, and thanks to Adriel Wiggins uh, for doing our admin and Alexa Larberg for editing and producing the uh, podcast. And thanks to all our supporters. Yeah. And we will see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. We hope this episode inspired you, empowered you, and made you laugh a little bit too. If you loved it, tell your friends about it. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a review. We look forward to being with you again next week.